Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to say to yourself, does it work as a complement within the system that I'm running? If it doesn't, then you're just adding calls to add calls, and you shouldn't do that. If it does, who do we talk to to make sure that we teach it right? And if you don't know who to talk to, you probably shouldn't run it. Because you can't teach it, and you can't coach it, you can't fix it, which is a big key. You can't fix it, you shouldn't be running it. As the season comes to a close, you're faced with the critical task of evaluating the performance of your defense and deciding what you need to do next. The postseason evaluation is a crucial process that involves analyzing various aspects of the team's defensive performance and preparing for the upcoming season. In this episode, we take a look at how four coaches analyze their data, determine what went well and what needs improvement, and how they analyze their personnel and come up with a plan for research and development to evolve the defense. We are joined by Mars High School head coach Eric Kasparovich, Saugus High School head coach Jason Bourne, San Jacinto defensive coordinator John Rice, and Oregon analyst Dante Barti. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform. 
using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. First, Coach Kasparovitz discusses the importance of analyzing various defensive statistics and data at the end of the season to assess both the strengths and the weaknesses, including factors such as points allowed, rushing yards, passing yards, and turnovers. He emphasizes the need to adapt to the personnel and make necessary adjustments for the following year. It's just like on the offensive side of the ball, defensively, you, you want to look at everything. Well, what were you good at? What were you bad at? You know, how many points, you know, did you let up? Yards per game, rushing yards, passing yards, all that good stuff. Like I would do midseason, we, we track every de- detail that you can imagine throughout the year. You know, Huddle does a lot of it for you as long as you're keeping up with your with your numbers there, you're keeping up with everything, you know, week to week to week on huddle, then the stats will all be there. And then, like I said, I'll, I'll keep a separate Excel spreadsheet that keeps a lot of the other stuff. You know, we, we, we track havoc rate. Um, we track, you know, points per series. We track rushing yards, passing yards, interceptions, fumbles, force fumbles. I mean, anything, all the basic stuff, plus, you know, about 10 other specific ones to us and things that I think are important. Pressures on the quarterback, blah, 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 all that stuff. And, and really sit back and just take a look at the data and see how you did. Again, why is that? You know, I'm a head coach and defense coordinator. So, you know, I have two hats on there. I, I always run the dilemma of, well, you know, we're an up-tempo offense, and I realize that puts our defense at, at a little bit of a disadvantage compared to a, a traditional, you know, offense that huddles up and takes time off. But that's something I'm willing willing to risk. So as a, as a deep coordinator, I know that. But that that could be a factor that could – you know, maybe raise some points against on us, assuming our offense is, is scoring points, which is kind of part of the deal, right, when you're running an up-tempo offense. But, yeah, I think just making sure you're looking at all the data. Numbers don't lie. Really, really looking through that, looking at your players, you know, what type of players did you have. You know, again, what were the reasons you were giving up the passing yards? Was Is it a scheme thing? Is it something you need to look at in the offseason and say, well, maybe we don't have players to, to play press coverage on the outside? You know, did, did you not have enough – you know, beef up front. So maybe you should be in an odd front if you got more linebackers or vice versa. So really just trying to figure out, is it, is it a personnel thing? Is it a scheme thing? Whatever the issue is, just trying to get to the bottom of that, just so you're equipped and ready to go for the following year. Because in high school, you know, you get what you get and that changes year to year. So you got to be, be adaptable and understand what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. So going into that next season, you can put your you know, your team, your defense in the best situation to be successful. Next, Coach Bourne focuses on the post-evaluation process involving players and coaches, emphasizing the importance of evaluating what worked well and what needs improvement in order to develop a plan for the upcoming season. He stresses the need to adjust strategies based on talent and personnel. Right, so... You know, for us, it, it all starts with, you know, the postseason evaluation, first with the players and then with the coaches. You know, we're talking usually December, you know, late November, early December, mid-December, depending on where we finish in the playoffs. And, you know, evaluating, you know, with the seniors that are outgoing, just, you know, evaluating uh, how their experience was, what are some things that we can learn and grow from as a staff, 
to, uh, you know, either A, keep, B, get rid of, or C, modify. Secondly, we're evaluating the, the returning players to see are they still planning on playing for the following year, regardless whether it's going to be a senior, junior, sophomore. And then I ultimately do the same thing with the coaches, like, hey, are you, you know, who's planning on coming back? You know, what roles do you, you know, what does you, would you like to pursue? Would you like to do? Once we've done that, then the focus becomes uh, our focus uh, shifts to looking at our film, looking at our offense, looking at our defense, looking at, you know, what can we do? You know, what did we do well this year? How can we improve what we do well? What did we not do so well? And evaluate, okay, is this something that is worth, you know, spending some time and investment in, or do we just scrap it and focus on the other things that we did really well? And then that translates or moves or transitions, excuse me, into the clinic season, you know, where we are able to then explore, you know, those ideas that uh, we may have come up with or have been interested in doing or implementing based on our postseason evaluation. So I, I think the balance becomes, and, and, you know, truthfully, you know, I've been here now, what, 21 years, we're not doing the same stuff that we were doing, you know, year one compared to now. And that's kind of, I mean, I believe that's what everybody either is doing or should be doing in football. I mean, every year, you know, you, you hone in on the things that you do really well, you adjust the things that you need to adjust, and then you either delete and or add the things that you feel give you the best opportunity to be successful. And, of course, this is all tempered with your personnel, your talent. You know, if you don't have the guys to, to be a four-wide spread chuck, chuck and duck type team, well, then you're going to have to adjust. You're going to have to make sure that you do what you – are, are able to do with the players that you've got. So that's, that's how we maintain a balance between the things that we've done in the past as well as innovating and, and moving forward and putting new stuff in. Coach Rice emphasizes the importance of evaluating big plays, tackling, and hustle to identify areas for improvement at the end of the season. He also discusses the importance of adapting defensive schemes to fit the available talent and providing resources for coaches to self-direct their learning in the offseason. I do think data is important. I've been doing data for a long time, but not, you know, not getting caught in minutiae. I mean, there's a lot of data that you could spend all day and what if and what if. So again, back to what your program values are on defense. Okay, you, you have to play base technique. You, you can't have loafs. Guys have got to be hustling. You need to identify that. Set the expectation and the standard of what, of what hustle is and what, what is acceptable effort. Second is, are you sound in your tackling? And that sounds very simplistic, but but sometimes people get too mired up, you know, in, in scheme and not worry on tackling. And then how many of your big plays again were missed assignments? So the first thing that we're going to look at at the end of the year is big plays. How how many explosive plays uh, did we have? That's number one. How many explosive plays did we have all year long? And what were the exact causes of those things? Get that data together on all your explosives and figure out why those happened. Were, were they the coach's fault for putting you in, put, putting the kids in a wrong position, or <clears throat> was it because of hustle? Was it because of missed tackles? So I think that's the fastest way to get better and identify how to improve is look at your explosives and find out why those things happen. And again, in my experience, it's going to be a missed assignment, a missed tackle, or a lack of uh, 100% effort. To me, that's it, the fastest way to get better at the end of the season. And you got to know your kids. Sorry, you have to know your kids and what's coming up. I think you need to adapt your, your scheme to what you have for your players. And, uh, and if, you can't, if you can't have all your players execute your scheme, then you need to 
put them in a position where they can and eliminate parts of your scheme that put them in a, a disadvantage when they're playing. So you got to reevaluate what you have. Can you have those kids go and step in and run your scheme? And if not, make some adjustments. Now, I know you've approached this both in being a head coach and a defensive coordinator and at the high school level. We certainly want everybody involved in the offseason. What's the best way, do you feel, to, to keep your assistants involved, knowing that these are also guys maybe who are coaching another sport, maybe they're taking grad classes, they have a family, et cetera. You, you want them involved, but you don't want to burn them out. So how do you keep them involved in this process in the offseason? I think after the season, give them, give them a couple weeks off and then come back and meet and say, hey, what do you want to get better at? What do you want to do to become a better coach? And then offer, offer them a big list of things. And, and I think as, just like if you're an educational leader, you're a principal or you're a team leader at school, you have to be a provider and an educational leader by providing resources and say, look, I have, I have all this, this video, I have these resources, these, these podcasts, these people that, that are in my life that are great uh, professionals. How can I help you? What do you want to get better? And then, you know, self-directed learning is the same in the classroom. If coaches are self-directed and they, they want to improve at something, they're going to be more likely to do it. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www dot team m-o-f-o dot com slash demo and mention coaching coordinator podcast or use the coupon code cc10 to receive 10 percent off your first year we finish with oregon analyst dante barty coach barty discusses the balance between preserving successful elements from the previous season and introducing new tactics he emphasizes the need to evaluate teaching methods and the compatibility of defensive calls with the existing system. Additionally, he stresses the importance of having solutions to fix potential issues that may arise with new defensive calls. One, when you self-scout, you should be self-scouting your pedagogies. So not just your call efficiency. That's easy. That's the easy part. This call did better than that call. We ran this call 100 times, and we got this percentage of win-loss. you got to evaluate the pedagogy in which you taught it. How did we teach this? For example, in cover one, you could be a, a funnel fit team, you could be a lock team, you could be a key team when we're playing it off the, the Y. So how do we teach it? Do the people who need to know in the room know how to teach it? So when you're going through your self-scout and you ask the, the safeties coach, how are we playing this funnel? Is he giving you the answer that you need? Do you know as the coordinator how it should be taught? If any of those things are like a no, then we need to evaluate one, how often did we call it, and how successful was it? And then two, if it's something that was successful, but we aren't teaching it effectively, who do we go to to teach it better? 
So when we talk about the base calls in your system or the things that you've already ran, you've got to evaluate the pedagogy, the methods of teaching, not just the calls themselves. When you talk about adding calls, you want to say to yourself, does it work as a complement within the system that I'm running? Give you an example. Let's say you're a big man-to-man team, big man-to-man team. And all of a sudden you're like, I want to play Rip Liz. I want to play three match, zone match defense. Well, does playing three match complement the man-to-man answers that you have? If it does, who do we go to or who do we talk to so that it, we can teach it appropriately? We can teach it so it works. On the contrary, let's say that we want to play some form of split safety defense and we're a big man-to-man split safety team. And we say, hey, we really like the spot drop defensive concept, the spot drop Tampa 2 concept, the spot drop quarters concept. Well, how does that complement what you do really, really well, which is the, the man-to-man split safety man-match defense? If it doesn't, then you're just adding calls to add calls, and you shouldn't do that. If it does, who do we talk to to make sure that we teach it right? And if you don't know who to talk to, you probably shouldn't run it. Because you can't teach it and you can't coach it. You can't fix it, which is a big key. You can't fix it. You shouldn't be running it. So I think that's really important. The last thing I'll say on that is whenever you install new calls, there's always going to be issues that arise that you didn't foresee. Hey, I didn't know that this would be a problem. But if you always go back to it complementing your system and saying to yourself, is there another answer that fixes the problem that we already have? Then it's okay to install. A really good example, let me use the spot drop example. Let's say all of a sudden you want to play more spot drop Tampa 2 because you're a big split safety man-match team. We thought it complemented. Well, Tampa 2 is not going to stop four verticals, guys. It's not going to. It's not meant to. So if you get four verticals in practice and they complete the ball, we shouldn't be flipping out and say, throw out the call. We can't use it. No, you have a whole toolbox of things to handle verticals. So it's your job not to call it there or realize that that issue exists. On the contrary, let's say you were a big zone match team. You said, hey, I want to play more man-to-man. And all of a sudden you start seeing the fact that, hey, we're giving up one-on-ones you know, to, to Jimmy over there. Well, we play a bunch of zone match defense. Man-to-man is going to give more one-on-ones. So we have something that complements the man-to-man answer that we decide to install. So we're okay. But if we can't fix the problem with something that we have in our system, and we can't fix it with that call, we shouldn't have that call. Taking a step back and getting a handle on everything that transpired on defense is a valuable step before you move forward. It directs your work as you begin to develop the plan for next season. No matter how excited about certain concepts or ideas you've identified, knowing where you have been allows you to go where you want to be. Thank you again for joining us for the season series. We wrap up the season series next week. If you're just coming back to listening after your season, we have a catalog of episodes in which over 60 coaches contributed their insight and ideas. Be sure to scroll back in your podcast app or go to coachingcoordinator.com to see that list of episodes.